the Bible Study Podcast, episode 89. Today, the Bible Study Podcast starts a study of the book of Hebrews. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Before we get into Hebrews, let's say just a little bit about the authorship of Hebrews. The ancient church in the 4th century introduced the letter of the Hebrews as Paul's 14th letter into the New Testament. But a lot of scholarship since then has decided that it may not be a letter from Paul. We don't know who the author is. It's certainly not signed. We do know that the author was male, was acquainted with Timothy, and was located in Italy. And that's really what we know for sure. And although there is debate about the authorship of the letter, there's less debate, or no debate even that I know, about the value of the letter. And that's one of the reasons we're going to be studying it. So starting in chapter 1. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. And one of the things that is odd about the letter to the Hebrews is that it does not include an introduction. And we jump right in and we jump right in talking about Jesus. And we talk about Jesus in a very large theological way about who he is and what he did. And in this is in a larger context of how God has spoken to the forefathers of the author and of the audience of the letter. Because again, this is a book that is written by someone who is Jewish to people who are Jewish. Early church traditions say it may have been written originally in Hebrew and then translated into Greek like the rest of the New Testament. So this says that God has spoken through the prophets in the Old Testament and in other ways, but now is speaking through his son. And that Jesus has a unique position in the universe. Heir of all things through whom the universe is created. This is similar in theology to the beginning of John's gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Through him all things were made. The next sentence is interesting. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Remember the radiance of God's glory that when Moses just saw a little bit of God, just saw him from the back as he's on Mount Sinai and he's received the law. He asks to see God and he's told he can't see him face to face or he would die, but he can see him retreating. And just that glimpse of the glory of God makes it so that people can't look on Moses and make him more veil because he's so bright to look on. And so Jesus is that full radiance. Jesus isn't just that little reflection that Moses gets, but instead the full radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. The idea here is that there is no aspect or attribute of God that you can't find in Jesus. Okay, And then sustaining all things by his powerful word. 
And that reminds me of the verses from the first chapter of Colossians. He's the image of the invisible God, firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And in this particular version, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Similar sort of thing of the holding together of everything. After he had provided purification for sins, okay, after he had died to free us from our sin, from that sin guilt by being the offering, and we'll get a lot more into detail on that in Hebrews as we talk a lot about sacrificial systems, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. By the way, did you know that God was left-handed? Because Jesus is sitting on his right hand. Moving on. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. In the hierarchy of things, Jesus is not a created being, but is part of God, begotten of God. The author goes on, For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have become your father, or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, Let all of God's angels worship him. In speaking of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds, his servants flames of fire. But about the sun, he says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. Your righteousness will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. He also says, in the beginning, O Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe. Like a garment they will be changed, but you remain the same, and your years will never end. To which of the angels did God ever say, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? The writer is writing to people who are familiar with the Old Testament, and so this is a series of Old Testament prophecies that are strung together here. They come from Psalms, Second Samuel, First Chronicles, Deuteronomy, a number of different places. And they've been woven together here this theme that the Son, Jesus, is more than the angels. So this whole section here is about Jesus position in things. And the author is using all these Old Testament prophecies to say, do you see the difference here? And he goes through them then. You are my son, today I become your father. Okay? A very different and special relationship. Not a servant, as the ministering spirits, as angels are. I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn in the world, he says, let all angels worship him. And that's a verse from Deuteronomy. Now, we probably should pause at some point here and debunk some of the cultural understandings we have in the U.S., at least, in terms of what angels are. Angels aren't dead people. Angels are a separate order of created beings, which include both the Archangel Michael and include Lucifer, include Satan, who is a fallen angel, is our understanding of who angels are, created before people, created as ministering servants, as as the help. And so the author is saying that this is a very different position than Jesus. 
about the sun, he says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever, and righteousness will be the scepter of your kingdom. Okay, we're talking about a Lord here, the someone who is in charge, who will rule. And that is our understanding of Jesus, and that's why we say Jesus is Lord. He is in charge. He will rule. And that means in us, and then eventually means in everything. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. And anointed, one of the words for anointed would be Christ. That is where we get that word. He also says, In the beginning, O Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens of the work of your hands. So again, this Christology, this Christocentric theology, this Christ-centered theology, that's our understanding is that Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father were all present at the time of creation. That the Word, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Very similar theme here. And the author goes on to say, uh, In the beginning, O Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth in the heavens of the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment, but you will roll them up like a robe. Like a garment, they will be changed, but you will remain the same. And your years will never end. This tells us something about God, that God has an unchangeable character. I wonder from a scientific point of view if one of the reasons why God is timeless is that we use change to measure time, whether it be the unwinding of a spring or the beat of a quartz crystal or whatever it is, we measure time by change and God is changeless. The character of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever is one of the things that is a theme from the Bible in these passages here that are coming from Psalms as well. To which of the angels did God ever say, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? So what the author is saying is this is going to be a book about Jesus. And this is going to be a book about the relationship to God and his people that centers around this Jesus person. This Jesus who is God, this Jesus who has a special relationship, this Jesus who is more than the angels. And we'll see that as we go on next week. But with that, we'll bring this episode of the Bible Study Podcast to a close. If you have any questions, feel free to email them to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening. Life Audio presents Bridges with Monica Schmelter. That we have an enduring hope that can't be taken away when we are in Christ. And to know that we have that, right? And eternal salvation, because this world can be so busy and so dark that we can forget that, right? Because right? sometimes I get caught in the trappings of what's going on in my life this moment. And while I have to recognize that, that's not it. Continue listening on lifeaudio.com or wherever you find your podcast.